Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, just letting you know before this episode starts that there were a few connection issues in this one, which uh, led to a couple of audio issues. They're not too bad. I'm just letting you know that I'm aware of them and. Uh, warning you uh, beef sounds a little bit echoey it's not the end of the world and tis uh from about the halfway point you'll hear like a little bit of static occasionally you'll hear it when we have connection problems because we address it on the actual episode as we're recording but i'm just warning you that's the case with this episode anyway enjoy touch my this suck my such and such you know yeah tis please describe in great detail your midnight climax <laughs> Tokyo a go-go, baby. <laughs> really is people that make people ill. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, hello, and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. With me, Tiss. My co-hosts with me today. Say hello. Hey, this is Bob Shoy. Hey, this is Beefy B. I'm, defi- <laughs> I'm definitely starting the episode one sentence earlier than your intro, so it's like you can understand kill the run in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ran straight into it. That was really professional. That's that's never happened. I know. It's better when you're off the cuff like that when you don't think about it because you just do it. Yeah, I don't. I totally overthink it every time I do it. Apart from that time. Uh, how are you guys doing? Um, well, we've been talking for like 45 minutes already. <laughs> so as we yeah. already know, we're all doing really <laughs> shit. <laughs> but for listeners, Tiss is going to cheer us up and get us out of our funk, apparently. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, cheery subject. It's kind of cheery if you're, um, if you're into that sort of stuff. I don't think you've ever done like a heavy topic. No. I can't really do heavy topics. You've done a meaty topic. You've done you've done topics that that demanded lots of research, but you've never done like a heavy topic. That's... I did it. He did a, some of them cult ones were a bit miserable. Yeah, but we always <laughs> only for the cult we, members. We always made them jovial. Mm. So yeah. everyone loves a bit of a good cult story, don't they? Is that what he's got? I love a cult, especially if they're not in a cult story. Um... It's 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 loosely connected to cults, I'd say. I'm going to play right, okay. you a little clip to just whet your appetite. Oh, okay. Straight in it. I want you 
relax and breathe deeply. Breathe deeply. I like this song. Of course you do. Hello, Derek. Hello. Welcome to your relaxation time. Let this wonderful 80s classic soothe you. Just a nice, warm, happy time. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Nothing to worry about at all. Just relax. Hey there, Derek. My name is Little Cletus. I'm just a regular kid who wants you to know the real truth about child labor laws, okay? Okay. They're silly and outdated. In the good old days, kids as young as five could work as they pleased. From textile factories to iron smelts. Yippee, hooray! But today, the age-old right of children to work is under attack. From the Philippines to Bangladesh, and China and India, and South America, too. Boo-hoo! But you can help these children, Derek, by killing the Prime Minister of Malaysia. He is bad! What? You guys get the idea. <laughs> Do we? I, I guess so. <laughs> what do you think we're talking about? It look, uh, to me, it look, before I realised what it was, it looked like a Daft Punk video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really caught me off guard with that one. We're talking about brainwashing. Oh, okay. Uh, brainwashing, okay. and specifically uh, MK Ultra. Ooh, something we've sort of skirted around before, but never dug into yeah so we did uh episode two was it the game probius um oh number four number four get it right Tis. episode oh, four sorry. weird media was it really that long ago it really was it was a hell <laughs> of a long time ago yeah yeah we sort of looked into it briefly but it wasn't a very deep look and and yeah it is very exciting but also very strange do you guys know anything else apart from that about brainwashing and MK Ultra and what the aims were? Just as a little intro. Is MK Ultra um, is that the one where they would try and implant like trigger phrases in people? Uh, that was one of the sub projects, I think. Right underneath MK Ultra. Yeah. Because like when you would hear like an un a, a group of words that was really uncommon or almost impossible to actually come together, so that. So you wouldn't hear them in everyday speech, but when they wanted to trigger you, someone would say that to you, and then your brain would go blink, yeah, and turn on to like your mission. Yeah, maybe like a sleeper agent. There was a really good um, Darren Brown special where he did this to someone, and they were like supposed to assassinate someone from the stalls of a theater. Oh my god! And they did thought they? they had they didn't. They, I think it was like they were going to assassinate Patrick Stewart or something, and he was in on it and pretended to be shot. Really? Oh it was God. really good. It's a re- I can't rem- I, I can't remember the exact episode, but it's a really really good old Darren Brown. Don't they have all the Darren Brown specials on Netflix now? There's a few of them on there. I don't know if that one's on there, but yeah. Okay. It's quite an old one. Darren Brown would have been a really uh, valuable asset back in the day uh, mm-hmm. for for CIA op- operations. Definitely. Uh, because yeah, I, I didn't think of it like that, but actually, Darren Brown sort of stuff is exactly the mk ultra sort of sub project stuff they were doing so the the sleeper agent that's what that's what a sleeper agent is isn't it if you work for the military and you're that's that's what that is right 
Yeah. Mm. It's like you have a mission you don't know of, which has been implanted in you via mind control and stuff like that. And that was just like one facet of MK Ultra. Yeah. That's what I mean. I really don't know very much about it. It was like a number of like experiments and stuff, wasn't it? Because they, the, like we said, the other one was like the brainwashing video game that was in arcades that would implant ideas or into the players. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was what that was like when we briefly mentioned it before. That was that was that Polybius. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Polybius. Polybius was the name of the arcade cabinet, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. That was like uh, putting MK Ultra brainwashing ideas into the players' heads. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, this is me trying to remember research I did five years ago. But yeah, and now it's Candy Crush. Oh yeah, maybe getting <laughs> <laughs> us to assassinate candies. I don't know. Um, what about? Um... Clockwork Orange, isn't there mind control? What, by Candy Crush? In that, I've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah, no, they do, they try and uh, reprogram his brain by um, forcing him to watch a string of images that will sort his brain out, make him behave because he's the way a they want him to. Yeah. yeah, they want him to conform. They filmed some of that in Aylesbury. Yeah, they did, yeah. I think, actually, I think you told me that. The bit where they beat the uh, homeless guy to death was in the underpass in Aylesbury. So, just oh another Friday God. night in Aylesbury. Oh, oh, my God. Just come out of the litten tree, pummel some poor sod on the floor. I was just thinking, was it based in, in Aylesbury? But no, it was, a, it was a, a fictional tale. No, it was, the underpass bit was filmed in Aylesbury. And I think there was a scene shot inside the old Civic Centre or the old Town Hall or something. Wow. Random. Mm. Um, tell us about MK Ultra Tis. So MK Ultra was it was a whole project uh sorry. A whole what's bigger than a project? Uh movement. A movement. <laughs> a movement by the CIA. Uh they created over a hundred and fifty sub projects. Wow. Whoa. Uh and it was compartmentalized across 80 different institutions. And I learned that compartmentalized means uh, that... So if you've got that many projects, rather than having it all done by an institution which would know all of the information and understand... You know, people working there would see and be able to put the strings between it. They they divvied it up between so many different agencies and, mm. and, and people that they were just getting these people to do this specific thing and these people to do something else, but they weren't communicating. So the CIA had the the web of information at their core. Right. Um, so not a lot of people knew what was the scope of what was happening because it was so compartmentalized and hidden as much as possible. Mm. So the CIA... MK Ultra was like a branch of the CIA, like a separate secret department. Kind of. It was like so the official party line for the for MK Ultra was um in the Korean War, American um army vets, I guess, people that come back from action were brainwashed into believing in like communism and just believing stuff that was totally against what they believed before they went out. Right. Um, and it was this weapon that the um, America was very uh, scared of and, and probably interested in as well uh, because they obviously fought 
it was kind of like an arms race. As soon as people started brainwashing, everyone has to brainwash. Otherwise, you fall behind in the brainwashing game. So that's the party line officially that MK Ultra was in reaction to uh, these tactics that were being risen from abroad. Right. Hmm. Uh. The name MK Ultra makes me always think of Milton Keynes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say MK Milton Keynes Ultra. It's I like can't a get crew. Milton Keynes Ultra. Like it sounds like a part of the Escape. Milton Keynes is a bit of a social experiment, so maybe we're all dosed with acid. Oh, I was thinking maybe. that MK Ultra would be like some kind of estate crew. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like a bunch of rude boys, right? Be, like buzzing around Milton Keynes in Ford Fiestas. I did see what the name meant at some point. I've forgotten the MK part, but Ultra is just given... I think it came from Nazi Germany, where Ultra was like the the word for, you know, the top, top, top projects. Ultra. Ultra is a word that you really don't hear much anymore, but it was like a real sort of like... I feel like in the 80s you'd hear it a lot. Yeah. Ultra. If you wanted to bring out like a new Coca-Cola, it'd be like Coca-Cola Ultra. Ultra. The next step up. Nike yeah. Ultra. Yeah, like it, it instantly takes you back in time, just that sort of <laughs> word usage. Is there any uh, connection between Ultimate and Ultra? Or is that the two? Ultra? Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah, Ultimate. no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and Fuck the MK, knows. is that like mind control? <laughs> it is to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Just spell that it sounds, wrong. We're keeping that it. That sounds like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Mind Control Ultra with a K. Ultra. <laughs> Mind Control Ultra. Stop it, Mendoza. <laughs> Just do one thing for me. Get Mendoza. Um, we need to stop. Do you remember old Arnie soundboards where they do prank calls? Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, they were they were classic. Yeah, I based my like A level um, fucking IT project around one. No fucking way. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. That was, oh man. I need. To, I'm going to YouTube loads of them after this episode. I'll probably forget, but I need to do that. That's that'd be a blast. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> MK Ultra to do with erasing uh, well I mean there were so many projects it's hard to really get uh, a broad description for what they were doing entirely but it's to do with brainwashing reprogramming taking control of people's minds uh, there's other there's other factions of it where people say they were trying to create a Manchurian candidate which is the Zoolander clip uh, which is where you can implant Hang on. Assassination. Sorry. Carry on. Sorry, the, the TV speakers just went nuts. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, you can implant like an assassination uh, attempt in a, in a. Well, this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to be able to get someone to assassinate someone else, a target, mm. and then they wanted that person who did the assassination to have absolute amnesia about the event. Or like the film, the Mancurian Candidate. Is that I've never seen the film. I should have watched. This is a really, really famous film. I think. Do you think that's where the expression comes from? Yeah, I've I've, I've heard of the film. Um, uh, I don't think I've yeah, ever probably. seen the original. I've seen the remake with Denzel Washington, which is still not bad. Okay, film of the week. 
Yeah, I mean, I literally just spoke about it on like my Denzel Washington podcast I put out last month. But <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, amazing. So you've got a little bit of uh, history with the brainwashing. Yeah, I haven't watched it recently. I watched it like three years ago. But um, so that was one of the other goals. Yeah, what have I got? What other? Um, so there's a. Uh, I'll, I'll go into this sub project, and then we'll go into. Um, I'll explain. There's a few video clips uh, of different people from this one institute I want to focus on because finding information on the other sub-projects, uh, maybe for another episode, but um, harder to find. There was there was a few cases which came out famously, and I can delve into more uh, detail, and we will. I was going to say, like, other than trying to get people to unwittingly assassinate pe- other people, mm. yeah, what is that... The, the the main reason that they were trying brainwash well, so um because at that time information was power uh, i mean information has always been power but um mm. it was an information age and they were very interested in being able to guard their national secrets any which way they could mm. so by and 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 also extract information out of other people any way they could. So it's all about the brain trying to extract information from mm. you know foreign combatants, but also protect your own secrets in your own soldiers, however that would be. Uh, you know, planting them with the necessary information, but then when they get caught, maybe they'd I don't know, yeah, go mad or be amnesic or. Like when you think back to like the Cold War, Vietnam, Korea, like all of that time in history was so volatile and like so explosive, like literally the slightest movement, you know, it's like everyone just lived on a knife edge politically Mm. for like, I don't know, 50 years after the Second World War and probably really up until like what, the 80s? So it's yeah. really recent still. So you think how important that must have been for governments to feel like they were in control because the slight, yeah. slightest loss of control. Well, everything was so covert, like you're saying, like no one wants to make a move or be seen to be making a move. Everything's just this big standoff all the time that yeah. you want to try and do things as covertly as possible and how much more covert can you get than implanting ideas and thoughts into other people and them acting on them without even knowing themselves, let alone someone else knowing they're going to do it. Yeah, that's insane. So it's like the ultimate undercover op. It was all about spies, wasn't it? Spy versus spy. I mean, that's probably the heyday of spies, the Cold mm. War, because people were going yeah. back and forth trying to get nuke uh, schematics and and, you know scientists which was the plot of every single bond movie from like the 60s to the 80s was pretty much just russian spies trying to infiltrate english intelligence bond trying to stop it it's pretty much it having sex with a bunch of women bond being racist you know the typical bond stuff hideo kojima has a massive uh interest in this through metal gear solid oh yeah what's the um you only live twice. You ever seen that Bond film? You only live twice. Oh, a while ago. Ages I ago. watched it. I was pretty shocked when I watched it. It, it was so racist. <laughs> like it was so sexist, obviously, because he shags everyone. <laughs> um, but also, he goes undercover in Japan, 
And to blend in, he literally like tans himself up and put sellotape on his eyes no. to pin them back. And he's undercover as a Japanese fisherman. I'm no not kidding you. Fucking really? I was gobsmacked. And I was like, people like these films. I literally, That's I've ridiculous. never watched. That is I've so never, ridiculous. That's a classic. Mental. Everyone knows that one. That is ridiculous. I've, I've never watched an old Bond film where I was like, oh, I get why people like these. I can't, I can't get it. I really feel like they'd notice. <laughs> I just really feel like they would. That is ridiculous. Yeah, he did not look like a Japanese fisherman. <laughs> God. That is so uh, stupid. It's bad that I want to watch it now because of how ridiculous that sounds. It's gobsmacking. My face. You should have seen my face when that started happening. <laughs> I was looking at back and like, no. No way. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds Maybe amazing. I haven't seen that one then because I definitely would remember that, I feel. It's literally like the end of it is literally Doctor Evil. Like it is the it really feels like the inspiration for Doctor Evil's lair. Because he literally goes yeah. inside a volcano and there's a secret lair in it. Yeah, what? that must have been it then. Because Mike Myers always said that. He always said that it's clearly farcical Bond. Well, I know, yeah, I know Austin Powers is a parody of James Bond, but like Dr. Evil's lair is literally like the villain lair out of that film. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't believe it. Tokyo a go-go, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Bond. <laughs> we're, we're Tokyo <laughs> drifting away from our topic, guys. Let's get back yeah, on. Yeah, let's get back on. Wow. I, I, I know I'm going to get some shit from people who love Bond because so many people love Bond. I just, I just can't, can't get it. You can't defend sellotaping the eyes, though, even if it's Bond. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's ridiculous. Even by those standards, you look yeah. back and you're like, oh, it was off the time. Was it? Was sellotaping your eyes? No. If he did that now, Bond would be cancelled. <laughs> Fucking. <it>. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been retrospectively cancelled. Cancel already. Bond. <laughs> I'm going to start hashtag cancel James Bond. <laughs> oh, God. Right. No, I think the old ones are so different, though, aren't they? Like, God, the newer just... ones are, yeah. are much yeah. different. I mean, he's still. Daniel Craig's still shagging loads of... And some people hate the new ones. Like, a lot of the older fans say, oh, they're not fun yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah, they're too real. Daniel Craig's yeah. too... I mean, he's still banging loads of girls. Yeah. yeah, and Daniel Craig hates playing the character as well. He just does it because it's so much money. He's like, I hate the character. He's so misogynistic. Like, yeah. it's gross. He's horrible. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. No way. That's amazing. Daniel Craig's cool. It's quite old-fashioned now, though, isn't it, as a concept? Like, even yeah. up to the noughties, it was okay. And yeah. now you're just, like, a macho man going around Well, they're all a bit naughty. Naughty. <laughs> right, let's move on. Bond. Yeah, sorry, right. So I'll mention Sub Project 54, just to wet your beaks uh, on the sub Right, are we going to go through all 150 of them, or however many there were? Uh, got to catch them all, 150 sub-projects. Uh, <laughs> literally, you got to catch them all, because uh, the files got burnt. A lot right, of the files okay. got burnt. Right. Uh, so, yeah, good luck trying to find out what the fuck they were actually fully doing. Um but one of the sub-projects, and this is, you know, this is unsubstantiated, obviously. We have to put that warning in there. Uh, but supposedly, they managed to use radar to put monkeys to sleep. Um, mm, why? Testing, so they could put the enemy to sleep. They they wanted to, yeah, they wanted to create a, a, a wep- weaponize something oh. that could shut your brain off. 
Fucking hell. If they can make that, and maybe they have by now. Well, they, they could put monkeys to sleep and we're not far off. I was thinking today about how much I literally want that invention. Like, give me like instant <laughs> For yourself. Sleep. Yeah, not, yeah, <laughs> well, exactly for me. Not just like, oh, a sleeping tablet, which don't always work. I literally want something I can just go. When you read the side effects, you might be against it slightly. Uh, I want one of them little radar dishes on the top of my headboard. So the 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 it showed uh, that if you if you got put into too much of a deep sleep, it damaged the heat center of the brain. Oh, okay, uh, maybe I'll take it back. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was just just a tiny snippet from that sub project. Again, that's just supposed supposed information, but it seemed quite interesting. It seemed believable. Yeah, sleep as a weapon. That's interesting. How long would you be asleep for? Would it just depend on the sedative and the person, I suppose? Yeah, well, it was it was with a radar. It was with radar. There's like a big dial on the side well, of the radar with numbers of how long you'll be what? asleep. I missed that. That's mental. Yeah, no, put to sleep by radar. Not yeah. just put to sleep. I mean, you could put people to sleep now with horse tranquilizers. Uh, naming oh, maybe horses. that's what I need. Uh, but... <laughs> sorry, I totally missed that. That is <laughs> yeah, nuts. that's what I was talking about the dish on my headboard. <laughs> right, sorry. No, I didn't hear that. Sorry, I think Joel woke up and I could hear like footsteps upstairs, so I wasn't really in the room. Is that it's one of his dolls, right? Yeah, it was with, with radar, yeah. so it was. Uh, that's mental. Non non physical, I guess. Hmm. Huh. Um, they just hit him over the head with the radar. Yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> Physical. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Um, so, okay, we'll we'll jump into some clips um, from this project. Was this is less supposed? This is more substantiated. Um, okay. Dr. Ewan Cameron of Montreal, uh, the Allen Memorial Institute. Um, this was a hospital where they were taking people with postpartum depression. I don't know. That's not. Yeah. What was postpartum? Is that postnatal? Like, yeah, it's like so. Postnatal is is when mothers get depressed after birth, and postpartum, I, I guess, is dads. No, I think guys oh, can this, get postnatal as well. This this was. Uh, women. I don't think it's called. I don't think it's called postnatal. I think it's maybe it is. Maybe I don't know. Let's find out. What's um, yeah? You know yeah. you can just Google postpartum depression. I don't Google anything anymore. It really freaks me out when some people have Google in their house. Yeah, so postpartum depression is is postnatal depression. Okay, same thing. Oh, it's just a name. Another name. Postpartum can affect both sexes. From so, what I can understand. Yeah, people people um, were going there with depression, postpartum depression, uh, anxiety, headaches, migraines, yada yada, yeah. basically. And, uh, well, you're going to find out what happened, but, uh, yeah. Let's, let's play this clip. Ooh, setting us up. Is it another Zoolander clip? <laughs> Linda McDonald was a young mother with five children under the age of five when she started feeling low. Her family doctor knew just the man to make her better. I was tired, I was depressed, my back was hurting. And so he said to the children's father, why don't you go to Montreal and visit this Dr. Ewan Cameron, this famous man who has all of these accolades, and have an assessment. So we went. 
My medical file even says that I took my guitar with me. And uh, that was the end of my life. Within three weeks, Dr. Cameron decided to call me an acute schizophrenic and ship me up to the sleep room. How long did they put you to sleep for? I was in a, a, a coma for 86 days. 86, 86 days of unbroken comatose, sleep. Yeah, total comatose state. The theory was simple. Erase a disturbed mind and start all over again. One of Dr. Cameron's colleagues at the time was Dr. Peter Roper. The aim, I think, really was to wipe out the patterns of thought and behavior which were detrimental to the patient, which were sick, and replace them with healthy patterns of thought and behavior. I think this may have been um, stimulated by the effects of the uh, American prisoners of war in Korea, how they seem to have been brainwashed. The movie called The Sleep Room dramatizes one technique for brainwashing, extreme sessions of electroshock therapy, massive jolts of electricity three or four times a day for weeks. According to her hospital records, Linda McDonald had 100 of these treatments. She entered hospital for treatment of what we can now guess was postpartum depression. Her records show the results of shock and radical drug therapy. May 15th shows some confusion. June 3rd knows her name, but that's about all. June 11th doesn't know her name. I was, had to be toilet trained. I was a vegetable. I had no identity, I had no memory, I'd never existed in the world before. A, like a baby, just like a baby that has to be toilet trained. She eventually went home, her depression gone, and her entire previous life gone with it. And this is, this is one of the twins, that was in 62 before I went to the Allen, and this is the same one, I think. I just look at the pictures and I know who that is, who they are, but I don't remember them as my children at all. Hmm. I mean, I know that they came from my body, um, but there's no, th that's all. I don't know, and that's because I was told that. Hmm. So these are my children. Wow. That's insane. What do you, what do you think to that? That is alarming. Yeah. I mean, so as a cure for depression, their idea was just like a complete reset? Yeah, well, whether or not it was to do with their pre-existing illness or whether it was just a case of... Um, because a lot of MK Ultra projects were done on unwitting people mm. of the public. You know, they just got people in. So they did it on prisoners. They did it on patients. Um, whether or not it was to do with, you know, people were troubled. But whether that was to cure that or whether it was just this, take these troubled people and, and we can do what we want with them. Because they're test bunnies, essentially. Mm. Like, we don't. We don't 100% know why they were doing what they were doing. Uh, yeah, 100, 100, uh, what would you call it, like shock therapy. It was like 100 times of shock therapy she received while she was in that induced coma. <sighs> yeah, I was going to say, so this was all while she was in a coma? Yeah, 
Yeah. So what did she sign up for? She just signed up for what? Experimental. I've she signed no. up for like I've got post postpartum depression, right? Yeah. Oh, she had yeah, headaches yeah. and depression, and she's and that she was said someone said to her try this place that they got some really good guys. Yeah. She went yeah. there and she was diagnosed as a schizophrenic. They knocked her out, and when she came to, the plus point was she wasn't depressed anymore. The negative yeah. was she didn't know who the fuck she was. No. Yeah. She was like reborn. That's insane. Yeah. So the scary thing is, though, scientifically, that worked. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I was thinking like, okay, so at at certain times I would have been like, okay, I'll I'll try anything to get rid of this depression. But then I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's, I'll I'll stick with it, thanks. Not that. Not that. It's like when Meatloaf said, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah. Like, I'll do anything to get rid of my depression. Just <laughs> not that. That is mental. But as well, you've you've got to factor in the the side of it of the consent, right? Like when we're depressed, we get we say they say, right, do you want to take these this medication or what what whatever they do? Mm. But you you get a choice. You get to choose to do that. Whereas she yeah. was admitted to the sleep room under the pretense that she was a paranoid schizophrenic exactly so if they say that she hasn't got her wits about her we need to make her decisions for her they've yeah. just written themselves a blank blank ticket blank check yeah that's scary carte, carte blanche on her life that's like a twilight zone episode it's just like a really horrible mm. horrible scary yeah that's awful that's really horrible yeah congratulations we've cured your depression mrs smith who's mrs smith yeah. credits roll yeah. 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 Twilight exactly. Time. Yeah. Jeez, that is insane. Particularly when you think how common postpartum depression is now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty common for women to be depressed after having babies. Is is quite. It's quite a common thing. Mm. It just makes you think like how far medicines come and how knowledgeable. Like I don't know. I just can't imagine stuff like that happening now. Can you? Uh. Maybe it is happening and we would never know about it, I suppose. It just seems so crazy. I mean, it was happening then and people didn't know about it, I guess. People probably thought they they couldn't believe it happened then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess so. We don't know what fucking experiments people are running. I bet there's more disgusting things than that happening now. The thing is, I think people (sighs) are so desperate nowadays that people would consent to that kind of stuff if they were monetarily uh, reimbursed or... Yeah, or, or gain some exposure. <laughs> yeah, if if you if you had some kind of illness that was plaguing your mind, or not even plaguing your mind, but just something which you were just fed up with. If <laughs> like some, I I know people who would pr- like potentially try any, literally try anything just to, yeah. just to get rid of it because they're so sick of it. Yeah, so it's not completely out of the realms of possibility to think that people would say yeah whatever sign me up i'm trying Mm, it certainly it's just so so scary to think what she lost and actually yeah like she never would have gone in for that if she'd have said if someone had said to her yeah the gain is you won't have depression anymore the what it's going to cost you is that you won't know who your children are you won't know your name you don't know who you are you'll be You'll need a nappy on. We'll need to train you how to go to the toilet again. Exactly. Like, 
that they've basically lost her kids because even like like she looked at the picture in that clip and she said, "Well, I know that they came out of my body, but I can't remember them as my children." So she hasn't got that maternal bond with them kids, even if she acknowledges that I get they're my kids. I guess she does. She's lost that bond. Yeah. That's horrible. That's really sad. There was that Louis Theroux documentary about that. Did you ever see the one about the woman? She had like a, ho- a horse riding accident. And yes. when she came out, she didn't love her husband anymore. Didn't know who her family were. Yeah. Creepy Yeah, I stuff. saw that. Really scary. Reminds me of that. Yeah. Terrible. It's a really terrible, terrible situation. Not just for her. On, on the flip side, though... Uh, you know, movies that you've maybe watched a few too many times now you could watch with fresh eyes. Potential upside? No? We're not going for the potential upside. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> yeah, you, went. you disappeared for a second. Oh, sorry. I, I said potential upside is that you could, you know, films that you've watched a few too many times, you can you can watch again and with fresh oh, eyes. Yeah. Every now and then I think, God, I wish I could see that again for the first time. Yeah. There you go. I gotta keep a list in my like drawer, bedside drawer of those films, so that if that ever happens, I'll be like, "Oh, I wonder what these are." <laughs> if you ever lost all your memory, you could just go back through your lists, and I think you could probably remember everything because your lists oh, are my lists extensive. Are ridiculous. You would know exactly exactly what's going on. I just got recording an episode uh, with Emma. Uh, yeah. that will be launched in October yeah. sometime for listeners. And um, we talk about my lists on that in quite candid detail and the extent of books of lists that I have in the house is it's, it's shameful. It made really? me feel like a maniac to talk about it. Like halfway through speaking, I was like, yeah, that's weird. It's great, Just though. books, I books think it's and great. books of lists. I think it's amazing. I think it's something that everyone would want to do if they, if they I don't know, I... I like diary i'd love to keep a diary and do lists and stuff like that but i don't because i'm lazy but it would help my mind so much more but it comes up on that show because that show is literally about lists right it's like i had to get my simpsons obsession and my lists obsession out of the way by combining them into one podcast so we we can't do a list <laughs> podcast now you've combined them i've done it, it you, this will get it out of my system this is it yeah, Simpsons 4 and 1 more coming soon, by the way, listeners. I haven't actually officially announced that yet, but fuck cutting this. <laughs> Will you be able to burn those lists? Any any uh, fans of lists as well? Episodes? Yeah, if you like the Simpsons and lists, stay tuned for a new podcast <laughs> launching with me in the uh, first week of October. Well, those two things go hand in hand, commonly. Amazing. Right, let's have a little bit more from Linda McDonald. See what, what happened with her. When she discovered that her own government had been funding brainwashing experiments on her, she made a dramatic decision. You decided to take on the government of Canada. Oh, sure. Well, hey, considering what I'd already been through, that was a snap. (laughs) You know, what else? Why not? It must have become obvious to you fairly quickly that you were ramming your head into a brick wall. Yes, yes. I'm stubborn, too. It got to the point where every time whether it was John Crosby or uh, Raina Titian or then the, the Honorable Kim Campbell, it got to be, uh, you guys, we're going we're gonna to stay alive. I, and I said that to Brian Mulroney, too. If you think I'm going away, you've got another thing coming. I'm not going to go away. <laughs> I 
finally discovered... Uh, Linda MacDonald would hound the federal government for four years before finally in 1992, Ottawa grudgingly agreed to compensate her and some of Dr. Cameron's other victims $100,000 each in exchange for signing away the right to sue the government or the hospital. But it was an ambiguous victory. Ottawa refused to acknowledge any wrongdoing at the Allen, a conclusion backed up by a legal review of what happened there. The report by a prominent progressive conservative lawyer relied partly on expert advice from Dr. Frederick Grunberg, one of Quebec's leading psychiatrists who made two controversial assertions, that patients hadn't suffered irreparable harm and that they had consented to the treatment. Okay. Okay. So one, hundred grand to hush, hush up, hush money. Yeah. Two, it's like, oh, we'll pay it to shut you up and we'll, but we're also going to steadfastly say that we didn't do anything. Yeah. Aren't, aren't by paying out the money, you're kind of agreeing that you did do something. Yeah. We're going to give you this money. Why? No reason. <laughs> just just take it and stop talking about it. Talk about what? Nothing. <laughs> just just take the money. Really. <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> and also a hundred grand. That's not enough, man. I mean, yeah. What how long ago was that? That was sixties. Thing is though, to you, you'd be alright with it, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. A hundred like, grand even back then. If you had your brain washed, you'd just be like, Yeah, sure. It would be your family going, No, that's not enough. That's not that's not we need like millions. Yeah. My mum doesn't remember me. Also, I don't really think that the amount would be something... No amount of money is going to fix that. No. They could be like a hundred million. You can't replace years of my life. Like, literally, you can't buy time. No. No. It's the one thing you can't buy. You're trying to buy my time. Yeah, and when she said... The thing they got me... <laughs> she said, um, oh, I'm quite... What does she say? Um, she's tenacious, whatever she said. And I was like, how do you know? How do you know what you're like? You don't know what you're like. You yeah, you yeah. Are. That's it. It's, she seemed quite resolute after that. She was just like, yeah, like after that happened to me, any, you know, bring it on. Bring mm. it on, motherfuckers. But yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Seemed pretty sure of herself as someone that's been brainwashed. I wonder if she was that tenacious before the brainwashing. Maybe not. They created a monster. They created someone who was going to attack them. <laughs> someone who was going to sue them for a hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> so that is absolutely nothing to them. That is nothing to them. Uh, One million dollars. That type of money doesn't even exist right now. <laughs> so we've got another guy. Same institute. There's. Yeah, another two people. No, three people from this same institute. That bloody institute. That was the sleeper room and the shock treatment. This is, I believe, another sleeper room. This is Robert Logie. The sleeper room. It sounds like some sort of weird club. It sounds lovely. Induced coma room. Sleeper, it sounds delightful. Robert Logie was little more than a child himself when he was referred to Dr. Cameron. He was 18. He had a sore leg. His doctor thought it was all in his head and sent him to the Allen. Like Linda MacDonald, he went through a nightmare of shock therapy and drugs, including LSD. Well, I was given LSD about every second day and uh, injected. 
and uh, it, sometimes it was mixed with sodium amytal and other drugs. Idiot part one on one, take two. Yep. Most of the drugs were experimental, but seemed suitable for brainwashing, or as Cameron preferred to call it, depatterning. Then, during the long sleep, the patient would be forced to listen to subliminal messages that were supposed to print new, sometimes bizarre thoughts on his blank mind. I was aware of the speaker under my pillow. I was aware of the words. Which were? You killed your mother. You killed your mother. Yeah. Who was alive and well. Who was alive and well. And, uh... Over and over again, this voice is uh, coming. Well, like I say, it took, takes about two seconds to say that message. And this was going on for 23 days. And uh, when I went home, after being there, and when I went home, my mother was there, and why was she there? And it didn't make any sense. What was going on there? So, yeah, wow. given LSD every two days, sodium amatol, which I don't know what that is, probably another kooky drug it's not good i'll tell you that well but he signed up for it <laughs> the, he said he had a bad leg he had a bad leg <laughs> and his doctor thought it was all yeah. in his head yeah if, he's like, that's not exactly a crazy statement oh my leg hurts you're you're mad you're <laughs> <laughs> ship him away he's got a bad leg he thinks his leg hurts i i mean i don't know about i mean clearly not but if that was if that was me I would just get a different doctor. Yeah. Can I get a second opinion? Yeah, can you refer me to someone else? <laughs> like, are you? can I see... Uh, is no, it, we're going to give you this LSD. Can I have a second opinion? Is your... Ne- okay, Dr. Riviera. I'll go find <laughs> someone else. Hey, everybody! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. What happened to him is... That sounds horrific. <laughs> but also, don't sign up for it. Don't sign up for, like... <laughs> He just he, was he just went along with what his doctor he said. Serves him right. He was eighteen, a naive eighteen-year-old. Yeah, fucking wise up, mate. You go wise home and up. tell your parents. My mum would say, "Okay, we need to find you a different doctor because clearly he doesn't have a clue what he's talking about." Instead, he just went, "All right, well, you're the doctor." These come on, mate. I mean, yeah, a bit of common sense. Back back then, though, you, you know, you, you couldn't question authority. And then he just sat there listening to it. Was he, like, strapped in, listening? If, if I was laying on my pillow and heard words from under my pillow... I'd, I'd be like, fuck be this, a... I'm off. Yeah, but then he's all drugged, isn't he? So he's, like, kind of aware and kind of not. That sounds awful to me. Yeah. That sounds like when you go to bed mm. and you've had too much to drink, but you haven't had so much that you've been sick, so you've, like, cleared the file out. You're just laying there and... The, ceiling sort of swirling and you're hearing i hate that feeling yeah hearing voices well yeah i mean fuck that shit fuck that shit on a normal mind with lsd fuck that shit sounds awful it sounds absolutely awful yeah don't know i should have found a different doctor although i was sitting there thinking i wish someone would put my german study materials under my pillow playing Give me a load of LSD and strap me to the bed for a month. <laughs> what if it made yeah. you forget? You could learn everything you were about to learn for uni that you needed to learn, but you forgot everything else. I every <laughs> what my name? Yeah. Well, no, that's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no choice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that I forgot to speak English. I forgot how yeah. to speak English, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that as well. 
You can speak well, German. Well, no, because I've also... My final two years were about English language. <laughs> and well, I had to relearn you, English. Yeah, relearn English. But you know the English language very well. Just not English. Yeah, you know my dissertation speaking. is actually going to have to be in English. So that's, that's yeah. kind of important. Um, I got a small clip of Logie again <laughs> speaking uh, back in time. Bloody Logie. Robert Logie of Vancouver was 18 when he came to the Allen complaining of trembling and severe leg pains diagnosed as psychosomatic. Like Mrs. Orlico and Mrs. Huard, he had no inkling he was to be part of a CIA experiment. No inkling. The uh, LSD was uh, very horrifying, and uh, they gave it to me for about 12 or 15 times. One minute I would see the doctor there, and the next minute I wouldn't see him there, and uh, they were asking me all kinds of questions, and... Uh, I remember them telling me that I was getting smaller and smaller, and I really felt myself getting smaller. And uh, they were bringing me back in time, way back. You know, at one point I almost felt like I was just about to be uh, born, <laughs> really that far back in memory. And uh, they were really, really probing, uh, asking all kinds of questions, and. Uh, I felt I didn't have any control. I had to answer. I didn't feel I had any control. I was completely... Uh, like they had complete control over me. So, yeah. Un- unwitting. Mm. Feeling bad now, Beef? take it back now, Beef? No, I don't take it back. Go to a different doctor. <laughs> Why? What is your problem? Someone gets unwittingly <laughs> like, attacked. Fucking their fault, mate. Their fault. <laughs> he needs to wise up. Get some street sparks. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't think I heard what he was saying properly. Have you taken LSD, mate? So what happened to him? He had a bad leg. He went to yeah. the doctor. Wrong doctor. They drugged him up. Right. And then they put all this messaging in his hand, in his head, and used him uh, to do experiments on. When you say they drugged him up, they didn't yeah. just stick it up his ass when he wasn't watching. He must have said yes to it. No, but if I was ill and the doctor gave me some medication, I'd probably take it. I wouldn't go, is this LSD? <laughs> and back then, LSD wasn't like as well known as it is now. If, no. You know, people have taken acid. It's been road tested by hippies for, you know, how fucking long? <laughs> but like back then, it was like this new kid on the block. Has the hippie seal of approval now. <laughs> yeah, just that. No, 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 but my point is, he didn't Instead just... of a chef's hat, he's got, like, one of those big festival jester hats on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Festival jester approves. No, I don't, I don't have much sympathy. No. <laughs> How can I... How can I? I literally don't know no, how listen. to sympathise with this. No. <laughs> How oh can my I? God. I don't get it. The guy's a dick. He sounds stupid. <laughs> right. Beef doesn't like Mr. Logie. Or Poor Logie, Logie mate. No, I just don't... He, like, if he'd have, if they'd have, like, knocked him out and then done it without him knowing, then fine. But he, they, like, he went along with it. Back then, so authority was so much more powerful than it is now. We question everything mm. these days. Back then, it was just like, the doctor says it, fuck it, I'm, you know... Because they were so much less educated. I mean, um, that's a that's a guess, but you've got to say no, they must not in be the 60s, right, mate. No, come on, we we no. have so much more educated in different ways. Yeah, in different ways, in different ways. The information, I'd say, like the in the uh, what's the word? The um, the entitlement 
I feel like we're way more entitled to like, what's happening here? I want to know what's going on. You believed that the powers that be had your best interests in mind. Yeah. Back then it was just like this doctor and especially you and Cameron was world famous, world famous physician, doctor. Um, Yeah. People respected him. And let's face it. Logie was a little bit dim. And he was 18. Very dim. Yeah, but I wasn't that stupid when I was 18. <laughs> Bloody hell. I remember you at 18, mate. I was that Jeez. stupid when I was fucking 23, to be fair. I was that stupid. Steve, I think you're really overestimating now. yourself at 18. No, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry it happened to him. It sounds horrible. But why is that, mate? Come on. <laughs> Finally, an apology. Finally. No, it's not. I'm sorry it happened to him. I'm not sorry that he yeah. chose to do it. Let's let's move on more ahead. That's the best we're going to get out of here. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, we've got another one, Val Orlico, and I think if I've got the video clip right, this will be her um, explaining. There, There is an introduction, but I think that they're all introducing it the same way. Um, uh, to paraphrase, uh, Val sort of goes into detail about how uh, Ewan Cameron, previous to going in there, he was quite famous. People respected him people were almost like wow this person wants to see me this is like you know going to see a a top therapist like a world famous therapist and you're just like oh my god i'm gonna go and see this you know they want to help me this is crazy um i don't know whether she'll allude to it in this clip but also um there's been a connection between all of them that i've seen that you and Cameron in the actual hotel, uh, hotel, the hospital uh, setting was really scary. A lot of people's, uh, a lot of the patients were super scared of him. I I missed was, all that. Uh, Repeat that, Tess. You uh, broke up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what? what all from of it. where? Um, <laughs> like you and. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm gonna put my should I put my internet onto mobile? I'll just I'll just get off the dial up, boys. Hang on. <laughs> off the dial up. Is that any better? That's that's, that's working still. Um sorry. So uh I'm about to play another a clip uh, with Val <laughs> Val Orlico. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> He was, you said we got like, he was well known, he was respected. Yeah. He went into this hospital. Uh, and uh, from what I've seen, she'll probably allude to it in this clip, but uh, he was quite a feared character amongst the right. patients. Uh, previously famous, now uh. feared. That's, that's the takeaway. What's going to be funny is when I edit this. You're going to be crystal clear, and then <laughs> yeah. we're just going to be like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Should I leave it? You can leave in the good, the, the the first explanation and then get your reaction to the first be- explanation. Get us to explain what we didn't hear. So that, <laughs> right. No, yeah, yeah, that's it. Right. Here we go. Val Orlico came to the Allen for her postpartum depression. Everybody in the hospital was very much in awe of Dr. Cameron, and he strode the halls like a giant. And people would say, oh, there but for God goes God. And to me, I thought, how could he possibly ever take me for a patient? Who am I? I mean, this great man who's done all these marvelous things, 
and uh, boy, I better work hard and I better do everything that he tells me to do and, you know, I don't want to lose this opportunity to get well. Like Mrs. Orlico, Mrs. Janine Huard of Montreal came to Dr. Cameron depressed after childbirth. The depression was made worse by a hearing problem that coincided with the birth of her child. She, too, was in awe of Dr. Cameron. He was a very, very uh, impressive man. And I was told he was the best doctor in Amer North America, so um, he would... Um, look at you a few minutes, ask you a few questions, and then proceed with uh, the treatments. But I never saw him once in all the times that I saw him that I wasn't afraid. Every time I went down to his office, I would shake with fear. And every time I'd see him coming down the hall, I'd shake with fear. But I adored him. Dr. Elliot Emanuel knew Cameron. He was uh, an authoritarian ruthless, power-hungry, nervous, tense, angry man. Not very nice. At Ravenscrag, Dr. Cameron went further with drugs and electric shock treatments than any of the U.S. researchers in the MK Ultra project dared. His aim was to wipe the mind clean. Then he would implant new messages by forcing the patient to listen to a hypnotic repetition as many as a quarter of a million times. This was called psychic driving. Most of the drugs used in the program were experimental, and some dangerous. There was the tranquilizer artane, a paralysis-inducing anectine, and curare, which pygmies tipped their arrows with to paralyze victims. Bulbocapnine, another experimental tranquilizer, and lysergic acid diethylamide, the hallucinogen LSD. In her room at Ravenscrag, Mrs. Orlico waited for her first treatment. Well, I saw a tray with a um, hypodermic, with a needle, a syringe, and uh, the card on it had my name, so I looked a little more closely, and it was lysergic acid diethylamide and my husband was a druggist and I knew a lot of drugs but I'd never heard of that one and uh, so I phoned a friend and uh, who was a psychiatric nurse and I said do you know what it is and she said I never heard of it but she had a friend who was a psychiatrist so she phoned her friend and she called me back and she said um, he said that this stuff causes poisonous psychosis she said he said not to take it well, I thought, you know, he's a very Freudian psychiatrist and doesn't believe in any medication of any kind. And after all, here's Dr. Cameron. I mean, he's the big doctor and he's, you know, he's known all over the world and he wouldn't do anything that would harm me, etc. And so I took the injection and I didn't like it. And it really did create a poisonous psychosis. <laughs> LSD, with all its frightening mental images, was scarcely known at the time. But the CIA secretly brought some in from Switzerland, where it had just been developed. The room became very distorted, and I thought my bones were all melting. And uh, 
I, I just wanted to scream that I wanted to get out of there. And I saw the squirrels outside, and I thought, they're not the squirrels, I'm the squirrel. I'm in this cage, and I can't get out. And I started to throw myself from side to side in the room. And I couldn't write. They had given me a pencil and paper and asked me to write down, but I couldn't write. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't focus. I couldn't... I don't know. It was like some kind of funny hail I'd fallen into, and I couldn't get out. And I don't know how long that went on. It was just a terrible nightmare. And I just felt that my life was threatened. I could never go back to what I'd been. Sounded like a clip from our psychedelic experience episode. Yeah, except she was on a real downer. Do you think if you were just like in sort of sub- subjected to it yeah. without knowing what you're in for, you're destined for a downer? If you were, yeah, if you're spiked with LSD, even if they told you you've taken LSD, uh, it's yeah, it's a very sensitive drug. You'd be you'd you have to go in positively minded, like this is what I'm in for. You have to go in like that, but also you have to know, like I'm in a safe place. I've set myself mm. up. I did this. I dosed myself. I did everything. When someone else doses you. Even that calculation of, like, what's their intention, where am I, what's going to happen, blah, 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 that is enough to spiral you. Well, but if they're laughing really loudly when they do it. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's enough to spiral you completely <laughs> into a It sounds fucking awful, man. <laughs> it sounds awful. All of it sounds terrible. Even the bit where you're like, I'm in control. I can't imagine... I don't want to be thinking that. No. I'm oh, not in control, but uh, you're... You're in a controlled environment. No. <laughs> no. I'm I'm in a more controlled environment if I don't do that. Yeah, thing. exactly. Uh yeah, but I'm then in a you controlled don't environment get now. the benefits of uh being able to dissolve reality and then rebuild it again. It's too much work. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot of work. And uh yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted, and it's definitely not for doing more than a few times a lifetime. But uh, if you do do it, it's, it's a it's a good time for while it lasts. No, it's not. But actually, no. It's it's probably it's probably if you do it, it might be a good time, or it might be fucking awful. Or <laughs> it might be fucking awful. <laughs> actually, I don't I don't think it's ever um, like um, like you feel content. But that's the point. It's like. It's uh, you put yourself in that situation. You're challenging yourself. Yeah, it's a challenge, and and you you start to understand things because you have to lose everything to find something. No, hmm. not worth it. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. We're just about yeah. LSD now. But um, yeah, this this uh, what was the doctor's name? Who they're all scared of? You and Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Hmm. He sounds like a piece of work, doesn't he? A right piece of work. So yeah, um, that is the Allen Memorial Institute. Mm. Um, that's just one of the. It doesn't 80 sound like a nice place. Institutions. No, it doesn't sound but like the sort of place I want to go take just... LSD. No. Or have my mind erased. No. No. Or have shock therapy or anything like that. No, it doesn't sound fun to me. Or want to pop into because I've got a bad leg. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's all in your head, mate. 
So I've got a few other uh, stories uh, which don't have clips, and I'm kind of going off the cuff with them because I haven't. I've researched them, but um, there's there's a lot of them. There's a there's a whole series on this one. This one's about Frank Olson, right? Uh, who's a military scientist, ex-military scientist, worked for the CIA, and he was drugged with LSD uh, while he worked at the CIA. Um, uh, against his knowledge he didn't know he was being dosed with LSD regularly um, and he there's a whole series on it on, on Netflix called Wormwood okay uh, which is really good um, I didn't finish it yet because it's quite a big series six hours long um, and I don't want to ruin it for people yeah I guess this won't ruin it um, but yeah he were, he was dosed at a CIA retreat can't remember the name. There's there's a name that I'm missing. Is it Wormwood? Who was the head the head of MK Ultra? Um, Jim Ultra. But yeah, this this guy was the head of MK Ultra, and he was um, at this retreat, and he was he dosed Frank Olsen with LSD supposedly, uh, and there's a whole sort of uh, conspiracy around it. What well, I want to say conspiracy actually, it's it's kind of like just a thing his kids have been seeking justice for this for a long time right where he committed suicide famously after jumping out a window jumping or fell the the report says he jumped or fell out of a window i've i've heard of this i think to his death uh and i think they're saying they i think the red herring is that they were dosing with lsd and that he jumped um and they there's reports that he's become clinically depressed since being dosed with LSD. His whole life unraveled after they kept dosing him with LSD and different things. And he went to New York um, and, yeah, mysteriously jumped or fell out of the window. Wow. Jumped. But a Definitely bit of backstory, jumped. which is also pertinent information with Frank Olsen, is that he was a army scientist who worked for the CIA, who was developing bioweapons for warfare, and he wasn't happy about bioweapons and how they were being used on people. And he was quite against the work he was doing, uh, and there's a theory that potentially he was bumped off by the CIA. But to me, that also backs up like, like, oh, maybe he did jump. Yeah. Because if I was involved in that stuff and it was like the ball was rolling and i was like oh my god like what have i got involved in and i couldn't do anything to stop it that would be something that could push you over the edge well he he wanted to leave and he was about to leave the cia he wanted he wanted to yeah but the stuff he's been involved in will stick with him and they they convinced him to try and stay and they said go and see this psychiatrist in new york and then when he went to New York, he mysteriously died. Mm, yeah. So there's there's a whole thing about maybe they bumped him off because he wanted to quit. They the man who knew too much. allow him to quit, yeah. man who knew too mm. much, basically. Jeez, yeah. that's scary. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the CIA was dosing. It's quite um, well known. They were dosing their own operatives as well as well as the public, unwittingly or in controlled situation. Everyone's just getting dosed. 
they just they had lots of LSD and they just felt very <laughs> st- very sticky fingers. They're just trying it. to get rid of it. Yeah, you just can't get just enough. Please of this take stuff. this it's like, LSD. It's like after Christmas when there's loads of leftover cake, or whatever it is, and you pack lunch for the next <laughs> month. Just like you can't get rid of it. Just bottles of it. They just wanted to see what would happen. Whenever when people cook a massive turkey at Christmas, <laughs> and it's like turkey curry, <laughs> turkey sandwiches for the yeah. next month. <laughs> Gotta get rid of it somehow. <laughs> you keep finding like those. Toffee pennies in your lunch as well. Get rid of them. Oh, Becca eats them first. They're horrible. I know. And the sticks, they're just, no. Nah. Oh, I don't mind the sticks. The toffee pennies I used to love until my teeth literally, I think a few would come out. Yeah. Like I genuinely think if I bit into one, I'd lose a tooth. At least a tooth yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, and toffee pennies, that's a young man's game. Yeah, maybe I need to because my wisdom teeth are fucked. I need to get them out. <laughs> Toffee pennies at Christmas, just two at the back of my teeth and just ah, bite down, let them set and then open my mouth sharply. One of them's coming out. <laughs> It'd be the wrong one, though. Yeah. Could go your way, could go mine. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, one of us is going down. <laughs> oh, sorry. Actually, more information on the Frank Olsen situation. All right. Uh, just cut, Just in, breaking. A second autopsy was performed on his body uh, in 94. I don't know when it was that he died, but in 94 they did a second autopsy and it showed uh, trauma to the head and chest consistent with injury pre the fall. There you go. So that's the smoking gun. Mm. Wow. Potential foul play there from the CIA. Definite foul play there from the CIA. Yeah. Well, so hang on. So... Well, like blunt force trauma to the head, and where else did you say? To his chest. To chest and head, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's been bumped off for sure. That's that's why. That's pretty much the only reason. There's, I mean, there are lots of other reasons why I would never be, like, I could never be a spy, because yeah. I'm definitely going to get bumped off at some point for knowing too much and being too much of a gobshite. Don't know. I just feel like I'd let things slip. A gobshite. Knowing. <laughs> I feel like you could give it be a spy beef. Probably not. All you've got to do is get some sellotape. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I saw it in a film once. That's a callback. Um, there's also another little uh, little tidbit of information here. Um, MK Ultra apparently uh, dosed Whitey Bulger while he was in prison uh, before he became a criminal mastermind. Gangsters in his employ said about him boasting about in prison he was dosed with LSD and stuff like that. I don't even know what Whitey Bulger is. So, is it if they're doing when they dosed him? Yeah, was he renowned. No. Oh, okay. So he was just a random. Because I was going to say it doesn't it doesn't behoove them to test it out on someone who's already like renowned. The whole idea is that it's supposed to be sort of like average Joes. But if they did it before, then yeah. 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 Um also Ted Kaczynski potentially was part of MK Ultra, one of the sub projects. Because he, oh, yeah. if you remember, um was taken away when he was really young, uh, to one of these experiments and yeah. was sort of broken down. His ego was broken down to the point where it really scarred him for life and that's maybe what made him into who he is. Mm. The the Ultra Bomber. MK Unabomber. 
There's also a book. Uh, I haven't got a lot of information on it now uh, because I don't have the book. And um, it's, it's available online. Uh, Tom O'Neill did a great book. Chaos <laughs> did a great book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> it's like something Trump would say. He did a great book. He did a great book. Um, yeah, he did a great book uh, called Chaos. Uh <laughs> Uh, about the Charles Manson murders and a different uh, he was he was doing a magazine article um 20 years ago about it for the anniversary and 20 years later he's finally finished that article and it ended up being a book and it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the construction of that fucking sentence <laughs> <laughs> I want to write my final dissertation on that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good book and a, a worse magazine article because the uh, journey, the journey of that sentence. But before it was a book, it was just like this article, and it did really well, so they made it a book. <laughs> no, no, it was like the article it, was sentient. He did, re- it did really well. It ended up becoming a book. <laughs> So the article didn't didn't come out. It it didn't come out for twenty years. It became a book. Just <laughs> uh, growing the whole time. Yeah, I've completely forgotten where I was going with that. Um, but the the book, I I haven't read it, and I've listened to many podcasts about it. Um, but to really do it any justice, people have to go and read it themselves. But it's to do with Charles Manson, MK Ultra. There's lots of information to suggest that Manson was protected by the CIA for some reason. Okay. And there's um, there's doctors who could have been linked to MKUltra who magically became like his parole officer, someone who ran the clinic in LA, who Manson right. brought people to. Um, and there's... Oh, I see. Like using his influence to bring them... Yeah, but this was before Manson People. was Manson. This was Manson was in prison loads before he became right. You know the Charles Manson we know, and when he mm. became and started the family, that that's post the CIA's proposed involvement with him because uh, mm. he should have gone back to prison many times for some of the. Uh, crimes he did while he was with the family just just misdemeanors and just you know anything yeah. that he did there's uh, he, sh- he he would have broken his parole and uh, the evidence suggests that he was a protected man because he kept being let off the hook for miscellaneous reasons right um and there's i mean the book tom o'neill doesn't go into any um supposed things he just basically puts the information out there and lets other people come to their own conclusions. He never tries to say anything that he can't prove, basically. But mm-hmm. there's other people that would go further and say that maybe Manson... Because Manson, remember, his tactics in the family was to dose people with LSD and not oh, dose yeah, of course, himself. Yeah. So, and, and maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Manson was uh, a CIA plant in the 60s mm. to commit these murders again there's there's loads of information about why these murders could have been uh cia targets or or whatever but 
people have to go into mm. that themselves but yeah really inf- uh, really interesting actually that's what got me on to doing this subject listening to a podcast with uh tom o'neill mm. about mm-hmm. that and also he mentions um in his book as well he mentions about jack ruby jack ruby was oh yeah the guy who killed lee harvey oswald that's it yeah of course he's come up a few times and jolly west who tom says could have been an mk ultra scientist there's lots of evidence to prove that he was in correspondence with people who did mk ultra and this is the sort of thing he could have been involved with he examined he examined ruby prior to his testimony and jack ruby basically with no history of mental illness went totally insane after this examination wow um and there's also but previous to that uh when he i don't know if i'm mixing it up but he there's there's some somewhere where it says that he was after the attack on lee harvey oswald he was quite amnesic about it as well sort of like what's going on what what happened kind of thing so there's also evidence supposedly to point to jack ruby being a sleeper agent and Mm. Uh, with Jolly West getting involved on the, the examination, his uh, psychoanalysis, and then him going, you know, crazy. With this stuff, like, on their own, they all seem like viable ideas. Like, oh, yeah, maybe that, and maybe Manson, and maybe Ruby, and maybe, you know, Whitey, and all these different people. But then, to me, sometimes it gets all a bit too convenient. I Sometimes I think with conspiracy ideas, people try and link too many things together. The way it becomes yeah. sort of less credulous to me i'm like oh mm. so basically everyone in history ever was involved in this yeah that's yeah. what i'm trying to and say and then it's all <laughs> oh, right okay. everyone was dosed with lsd and that's why everything happened the way it did mm, and that's what got us where we are today yeah <laughs> da vinci lsd <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean that it's pretty vague what i've just gone through because it's pretty threadbare for information but people will pick up the mantle i hope and then go and find their own information out on that side of it. It's mainly with yeah. Tom O'Neill and that book. Uh, I just didn't get a chance to read that book. Uh, and I've heard that I've heard good reviews of the book. I've heard consistent bad reviews, but only from people who sort of say that they're annoyed that he didn't come to any conclusions himself. He basically puts a, he puts the info out there and the evidence, but he doesn't ever come to conclusions that he can't support. So that doesn't... sounds like a review of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if you've been reading our reviews, tie, it doesn't tie the book together like you would want with like something that's making a big hypothesis about something. Right. He's just he's just a reporter who's got all this information and he's putting it all together as far as he can, and then he goes off yeah. onto another thing. Whereas people would want him right. to. You know, I don't know, make up whatever. It's like if someone wrote a book called "Who Is Jack the Ripper." And it went through, the whole book went through every single theory of the potential who are Jack the Rippers without actually at the end saying it was this man. Yeah. Then people being like, it never actually told me who it was. And the book was called Who's Jack the Ripper? Which is so ridiculous because really you think we'd strive for something that was closer to the truth or closer to, uh, I don't know, something more credible. But we actually, yeah. in us, we love to get something that just gives us a conclusion, even if it's wacky, even if it's totally wrong. <laughs> Yeah, we prefer if it's between the uh, the truth and the legend. Print the legend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And this leads me into my last 
MK Ultra story of today. Tiss is a sleeper agent. Save the best. <laughs> this is where we finally revealed to Beef that this whole time <laughs> he's been our sleeper agent. <laughs> that, that's that's the big reveal. Um, Go on. No, so th- this is one of the uh, MK Ultra projects that happened. Hundred percent real. Hundred percent real. Says who? Uh, the internet. <laughs> And they're never right, wrong. Okay. <laughs> I just try to call you out on that. Awesome. Operation Midnight Climax. Ooh, that sounds like Friday night at my house. <laughs> oh, don't be disgusting. Well, what is wrong with you? Tell us about Midnight Climax, Tiss. <laughs> yeah, Tiss, please describe in great detail your Midnight Climax. Um, so Operation Midnight Climax. Absolutely 100% true according to the internet. Um, the CIA... created a a safe house they turned the safe house into a brothel where prostitutes would bring Johns back uh, and there'd be a two uh, one way mirror with CIA people sitting behind it uh, taking notes (laughs) and jacking off (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) Um, and yeah the Johns would be dosed with LSD and they would then monitor uh, the John's behaviour so the prostitutes would I don't know what they would do other than they'd probably do lots of stuff but <laughs> use your imagination mainly try and get stuff out of them just it's basically like the prostitutes were getting paid by the CIA but they would they they would go you know they'd try and like pry sensitive information out of them to see how suggestible people could be this was the whole thing it was like right Let's road test LSD. Let's see what we can get out of normal people. Uh, the Johns could be... Oh, Bob's oh, gone. Bob's gone. Oh, no. Is he actually gone? I thought he had frozen. Rubbish. Oh, my God. CIA. Hi. My, I don't know what happened. My internet just dropped out. <laughs> they heard too much about your but midnight climax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want me hearing it. So, I'll continue on from uh, roughly where I left off. It was just... Uh, yeah, so they, they they were trying to they were basically experimenting with LSD, and yeah. you know people paying for prostitutes was the best kind of clientele to do it with because you know the that they often didn't know what was going on. They're less susceptible to go and tell people about what happened. They're less uh, susceptible for people to go and you know get the police involved or make a big fuss. You know people were going to see prostitutes people don't want to recount that story even mm. if it was super fucking weird mm. um and in fact apparently one of the cia guys in who headed the um the scheme used to uh you know go and um extort money out of the johns later they'd uh use the information against them trying to get some money out of them for for their sort of you know right. for his silence so yeah, what do you think to that? Operation Midnight Climax. I love that it's called Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what I think to it. I love the name. And I love that like when you hear it, you're like, oh, you're making all these sex jokes and it ended up actually being about sex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that to me makes sense because like you say, they're, they're less likely to speak up, I guess. Mm. Yeah, they want yeah. to keep their dignity intact. And... Yeah. Infidelity, especially if they're married or... Exactly. Yeah, sweep it under the carpet. No one needs to know. Keep taking this LSD and uh, I'll suck your such and such. 
Oh, that's, nice. <laughs> that's the that's oh. the opening to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Touch my this, suck my such and such. You know. Yeah, you you, uh, you just hand it to me on a plate. <laughs> Love it. That is mental. That's crazy. The depths that the CIA would choose to go to. Yeah. But yeah, also genius. Like, you're going to get results, aren't you? Yeah. Mental. And there's lots of, like, uh, with MK Ultra, there's lots of modern conspiracy theory sort of stuff, which I didn't delve into, um, which is um, they say that uh, celebrities are controlled, mind-controlled by MK Ultra, offshoots of MK Ultra, like... Nah. That's yeah. where it gets too wacky for me. Like Dis- Disney uh, stars like Miley Cyrus and, and people like that. Apparently, oh, the Mouseketeers, them sort of people. Are like uh, mind controlled. And that's why they go a bit... Um, well, to be fair, I mean, being famous at that age, that is more of a sort of... I was going to say, I know why they go do lallies because they've never known normality. Like Shia LaBeouf and that, all of those they list as people that just go nuts and... But, you know, they just struggle to integrate into normal society because they've never been as as a normal part. It's just they've always been famous. 100%. That that makes more sense to me, yeah. to be honest. But, uh, again, if you, if you, between the truth and the legend, print the legend, isn't it? So that's, people go down these rabbit holes of, uh, yeah, they must be mind controlled. Yeah. But I didn't go down that, that one because... Yeah, for obvious reasons, it's pretty. It's it's too boring. ludicrous. Yeah, it's I mean, silly. it's all it's too crazy. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There's MK Ultra in a nutshell. Um, Liked it. Probably not as ex- exhaustive as some people would like to go into, but uh, well, no, you could do a whole podcast just going through every single case. It's not going. Yeah. It's never going to be exhausted. It's not what we do. No, no. It was good fun. It was good fun. Yeah. Uh, I've this one that I've like been hoping we'd revisit properly in depth one day, yeah. and I'm glad that we did. Absolutely, mm. it was good. It was that Tom O'Neill book that really spurred me on. Um, the Joe Rogan podcast with him is really good because he speaks a lot about the book and loads of information mm. pertaining to it. There's almost too much to even like. I'd be just word for word, just repeating it. Just I felt like it'd be better for people to just go and listen to that podcast rather than me quoting that podcast or saying stuff from it because it's like that's lame. I don't, I don't like even though I use YouTube clips. I don't like uh, taking pod info from other pods because otherwise it's just mm-hmm. a pod of a pod. <laughs> yeah, but they'll have got it from somewhere. They might have got it from a pod. It's like they got it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, but that is, yeah, that's just, that's an interview from the horse's mouth, isn't it? Yeah, but not every time. Sometimes pods are just going to be nicking stuff off other people as well. Mm. Like our one. (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh, Yeah, we never pretend to be something we're not. No, that's it. We're just very uh, open about it. Yeah. I nicked all this shit off Wikipedia this afternoon. (laughs) <laughs> there you go yeah. strap yourselves in for a wild ride well that's what some of the reviews accuse us of I stole all my MIB information off of uh, the MIB 
Angel Fire website, whatever that one was. I forgot what one it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we've we've not great. heard back from that guy, have we, on Facebook? That really angry guy who oh. did not like anything that we oh, were doing. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Oh, yeah. But, he can get fucked. He's but gone. kept listening to everything we were doing. The thing is, we stopped replying to him, so that, and eventually he got bored. Yeah, I guess he so. He got bored. I mean, if you've got all that time to keep listening to something you hate, I uh, yeah, I feel sorry for you. And there were some long, nitpicky messages, like, get a fucking life. Anyway, not <laughs> him, but Listener of the Week this time around. Listener of the Week. Um, I'm going to give it to Robert Teal. Listener of the Week. Uh, Robert Teal sent us a nice email this week. He also sent us a nice donation this week, uh, which some people sometimes do. I don't want to always just praise people for giving us donations because we don't expect it. It's a nice surprise when we get one. It all goes back into the pod. Uh, Beef has a new microphone recently, so that's one thing that it goes towards, that kind of thing. Uh, We'll be having the Halloween campfire and money will be going towards things to do with that. So that's what this stuff goes to. Uh, All good stuff for the pod. So thanks, Robert Teal, for your nice email and donation. He also praised us for not having too many in-jokes. Robert, I don't know where you've been hearing that. You can't have listened to too much. No. Maybe he's on the inside and he's, they're just jokes to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's really nice, though. And I think we do try not to do that too much. I hope so, yeah. But yeah. if you listen to a podcast long enough, you are in. Yeah. But anyway... No, that's lovely. By this point, though, like all of our interactions are through the pod, so all of our inside jokes are recorded most of the time. That's true, yeah. Like recent ones, anyway, in the last two years. So so thanks again, Robert. Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks for listening. I hope you continue to enjoy the pods ahead and there's not too many in-jokes and things. Yeah, Yeah. thanks, man. Or brashness. Uh, yeah, no, no in jokes like referencing how Shakespeare didn't exist, taking an SUV to Mars, all that kind of thing. <laughs> all the stuff we make t-shirts out of. <laughs> Pet of the week this time round. Uh, it's been a long time since we just had a good old dog. Um, I know Tiss is especially a big fan of dogs, so this is one I got a while back, but I thought I'd dig this one out. This is from Shane, who a uh, member of Black Pudding. Played his band uh, a little while ago on the show. But this is a picture of his dog, Jasper. And there's actually four pictures, but in each one, the dog is wearing a different piece of headwear. Uh, So there's this one. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Oh my God. Looks like Kevin Keegan in that one. Right. So that's like, it looks like a straw bale or a hay bale on its head. This one, uh, where it's wearing headphones. Same dog. Cute. Uh, This one, baseball cap dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, finally, Dog in Shades. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Oh. That's Jasper, Pet of the Week. The first pitch, Kevin Keegan Dog gets my vote. Thanks for sending that, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Uh, we had Outfit of the Week last time. We're not doing that again yet, maybe one day, but that went over so well. We had so many people said they enjoyed that amazingly. So, um, yeah, not doing it again yet. Okay. But maybe maybe one day, as soon as people liked it. I think I'm wearing the same t-shirt, but I've got pants on today. I'm so glad you've got pants on. Or trousers, for the English. I'm wearing the same uh, trousers, but I've washed them. I've washed the toothpaste out of them now. 
Was that in preparation? Do we get to know about outfit of the week before we dress? No, we're not. We're not doing it this time around. We're saving <laughs> it. Did you? So, if you just admitted that the last time you recorded, you weren't wearing any pants. Well, I was saying pants in the American term. I had pants on English pants. Oh, right. But I didn't have <laughs> it's trousers. Just confusing. I'm in yeah. my Star Wars pajamas. So, amazing. Like, I'm not revealing the rest of what I'm wearing soon as I said that we're not doing it. So if you want to contact us with Pets of the Week, uh, donations, anything you want at all, it's uh, unexplainableuk at mail.com or you can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com where you can contact through there as well. You can make your donations on there. You can uh, find links to our Twitter handles, our Facebook page, all that sort of thing is on the website. And you can buy bonus episodes of stuff at uh, bobshoy.bandcamp.com. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. That's my name. And you can also go to patreon.com slash bobshoy to uh, support me on there for my time editing and uh, researching this as well as my other podcasts I work on, including I did announce it on Twitter, so I might as well mention it here. And we did mention it earlier on in this episode as well. Uh, Starting in about a month's time, uh, they have a new show called The Simpsons 4 and One More. which I'm going to be co-hosting with Emma. And we talk about The Simpsons, basically. It's a big old Simpsons listicles pod. Uh, we go through the series, series by series, and pick our favourite episodes of each series and our favourite characters and our favourite songs and our favourite everything to do with Simpsons. And uh, we've been having a blast. We've already recorded like three episodes and uh, they're, they're going to be good. So there's that. Uh, we also have the Halloween campfire this year, so there's that to look forward to after the next one, which Beef will be hosting. Beef, do you have your topic in mind yet? Uh, not yet, no. I'm just checking through some of the ideas that I've got. To, uh, like, I've got a couple in, a couple of irons in the fire. All right, okay. So you'll pick something last minute. Well, I don't know. One of them is maybe, uh, not serious, just maybe less silly. Okay. So I don't know whether to just prepare both and then we'll see what... I mean, let's face it, we're probably just going to need a whole bunch of silly for a while. Don't know. Maybe yeah. I feel like that's yeah. the mood. All three of us are feeling like we just need to cheer up on a Tuesday evening now or whenever we record. Well, I'm looking forward to that and I'm really looking forward to the Halloween campfire. It's going to be so good to see everyone. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the first time that all three of us have been in the same place since... Flipping heck, like two years? Yeah. 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 Wow, that's, that's something special. And for legal reasons, there'll be just three of us. There will be canned people in the background, but for legal reasons, there's only going to be three of us, right? And there's going to be <laughs> specified distancing. We're going to have the microphone on the end of like one of them litter pickers, and we're going <laughs> to pass it between each other. With a little no, muff on it. We're not. I'm, I'm going to cuddle both of you when I see you. <laughs> I'm hold my breath when you do it. Amazing. <laughs> In a hazmat suit. Yeah. I can't wait for, for that anyway. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get it recorded. Hopefully... Um, I won't drop the recorder in a pint of beer and have to try and recover the audio again. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so that's to, I've got that to look forward to. Um, yeah, and we're going to be hitting episode 150 by the end of the year, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Wow. And finally, a massive congrats to Beef, who has finished his uh, degree and now has his results and he's all done. And I'm incredibly jealous. It's finished. I'm so happy about it. Yeah, it's good. Congrats, bro. 
Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to get into teacher training now, which will probably be terrible. But I don't, I don't, I'm not trained for anything else now. So, so you've, you've, you've made your bed, you got to lie in it. Exactly. But yeah, thanks. So I think we're done. I think so. Uh, yeah, we're all done. And uh, like we said last last episode as well, uh, charity money this month is going to Refugee Compassion. That has now been sent over. So go check them out and support them as well if you want. Um, that's where our money's going this time around. Thanks, guys. And Becky and Rich Snaith are the co-founders of the charity. They wanted to thank everyone for the support and just for the shout out. Good stuff. Cool. Um, and with that, I think we are done now. We are. Yeah, yeah. Finished. Excellent. See you so, later. Yes. See ya. <laughs> the most <laughs> relegated oh. ending. See you later. Love you. Bye. Congratulations, we've cured your depression, Mrs. Smith. Who's Mrs. Smith? Credits roll. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.